You're listening to the Scott Radley Show podcast on 900 CHML. This was a fascinating one because um, it's just one of those great hypotheticals that uh, is fascinating to think about. And maybe down the road, some thinking about this helps us sort some things out. Well, this, as I say, this is a hypothetical. We're going to give you the next few minutes to let your imagination run a little bit wild. Make believe land, I think, for the next few minutes. If you could redraw the map of North America, how would you do it? Ponder that for a minute. How would you do it if I said you have the power now to look at the entirety of North America and, I mean, you may decide that you like that line right across intersecting the Great Lakes, bisecting the Great Lakes, and, and we want to keep the, it exactly as it is. Canada up down, up on top, the states down below. That's perfect. You may love that. You may think that there is some other thing. You may think, oh, you know, no, but we should draw Alaska into Canada. That makes sense. Or we want to lower the bottom boundary of Canada and absorb a few of those Northern American states. Or maybe you say, you know what, let's, let's give Newfoundland to the Americans or we'll make Western Canada and Quebec their own country. You can do anything. Well, let me throw one more at you, which may be the wildest one yet. What if you were to redraw the map so that all the blue states, which if you're a political junkie, they're the liberal ones, small l liberal. Uh, and the liberal, so the liberal states, the blue states, and the liberal parts of Canada become one country. So liberal world. And the red states, the conservative states, and the conservative parts of Canada become another conservative world. You've got two now that seemingly that would solve some of our problems, correct? Because we're all seemingly at each other's throat all the time now. What if we did that? Well, let me read you something from my next guest. He wrote this in a piece that was on C2C Journal. What's in a color? Quite a lot if we're talking about politics, social conflict, and what the future might bring. Reds and blues on both sides of the border are locked in an increasingly stubborn, bitter, and already at times violent struggle over their respective countries' character, future, and very existence. How much worse might it get? Might there be a simple solution that could forestall the slide, one that few have thought of and none has dared moot in our country? Well, Brian Giesbrecht is a retired Manitoba Provincial Court judge. He's a senior fellow with the Frontier Center for Public Policy, and he is the author of this piece who joins us now. Brian, thanks for doing this today. Oh, I'm glad to be here. I must say, on the one hand, when I first thought this, I thought, you know what, this idea is completely nuts. It's absolutely bonkers. Uh, on the other hand, it's very intriguing. How did you, where did the idea come from? Do you know even how you thought of it? I, yeah, I, I, was, I was reading an article about uh, people moving out of uh, uh, California for states like um, uh, Texas and Idaho, Oklahoma, Utah, that sort of thing. And uh, I had just finished reading an article about in Canada moving out of uh, Alberta uh, for um, uh, uh, to Texas, and uh, it occurred to me that many of the reasons that the people gave for leaving were exactly the same. In other words, you had uh, complaints, uh, the usual complaints about uh, that a conservative would have about uh, 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 high tax and big government and overregulation, etc. But there were a lot of other complaints as well, and and it, it, it occurred to me that uh, the, the conservatives moving out of California. Uh, were very uh, very similar to the conservatives moving out of small C conservatives moving out of Alberta, and that um, in effect the um, uh, 
uh, they had more in common with each other than they did with, uh, uh, say, the, 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 that the Albertans would have with uh, the people of Toronto or the uh, uh, or the uh, uh, the moving Californians would have with uh, the people of San Francisco. The Californians moving to Texas wanted to. <laughs> wanted to be with people who thought more like them, and so they moved to places like Houston and Dallas, et cetera. So that's where the idea came from, and it is a bit of whimsy. I mean, I'm not, this is not an instruction manual. I was going to say, this is this is an intellectual country. exercise, right? This is not a serious idea. This is something that you're throwing out there as, hey, how would this work? Oh, absolutely, and, and, and of course, I'm actually kind of hopeful that, that uh, that the people in both countries can can come together a little bit in their thinking and uh, uh, the old compromise words, word which used to be uh, the way politics worked. But I'm not seeing that. I'm, I'm seeing people, uh, the conservatives and progressives, drawing even further away from each other. And uh, uh, so, I mean, I just wrote it as, uh, as an exercise, an intellectual exercise. Uh, uh, and I do note that... Uh, uh, nations are not permanent things. Nations uh, stay together as long as people have common interests. And I, I did refer to a number of authors who've, who've, who've made that point and, uh, uh, and, and made the point that uh, uh, a nation that, uh, that uh, has people who don't have common, um, uh, uh, where, the, where the thinking is really divergent, are doomed. They don't stay together. Well, and, and it sounds like, and, and I mean, reading your piece, um, it sounds like you're of the opinion, and, and I think there will be a lot of people who might be sharing your view that we sometimes feel like we're already there. Yeah, and, and, and we have elections coming up. I mean, we, we're watching the election coming up in the United States very soon, and we may have one coming up in Canada as well. And I just, I was just listening to... Uh, uh, Christia Freeland, for instance, talking about how Canadians better get used to the idea of the uh, um, uh, of, of the new green response uh, when uh, when Parliament resumes, and how Canada is going to have to change its ways. And I was just thinking, wow, that that uh, if I <laughs> I'm, I'm a Westerner, that doesn't sound very good to me because it. It sounds as though the, for instance, on on one of the issues that progressives and conservatives tend to di differ sharply on climate change, uh, we are going to to see um, uh, a, a lot of uh, very sharp differences of opinion pretty soon. And are we at the stage where where um, uh, perhaps we we can't resolve these things? And 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 and, and we may be. We may be at a, a stage in Canada, I note this in, in the paper too, where um, what, uh, and I'm a conservative, a small c conservative, where a person like me um, doesn't have a hope of having a, um, a party represent his interests in, in, in the country any longer. So uh, that's a bit of a dark vision. Perhaps we're not there yet, but I think some people think we're getting pretty close. Well, and then, you know, when you look around, and depending on which side of the political spectrum you're on, I mean, if you are a small-c conservative and you look around at what's happening in Portland and Chicago and Minneapolis and other places, and you're like, what in the world is going on with that country? And then if you're a liberal, you're looking at some other places in the 
rural areas and then thinking that those people are yahoos who aren't educated and they don't believe in climate change and all the rest. I mean, it, it, it just seems as though the gap is growing wider and wider and wider. And whoever is on the opposite side of the table from you politically is a bigger and bigger buffoon in your eyes than they were a year or two or five or 10 ago. Yeah, and, and, and I mentioned climate change is one of those dividing issues. Well, uh, now we've got this systemic racism uh, issue, uh, and, and uh, um, most, of, of, uh, uh, most conservatives would tend to say, no, Canada is not a, a racist country. Perhaps we used to be, but we've come a long way, and most Canadians, the vast majority, are not racist at all. And the only actual systemic type of racism we have in this country is uh, like institutional, we have an Indian Act, we have affirmative action programs. Those are systemic racism. But the type of uh, systemic racism that uh, Justin Trudeau talks about, no, we don't have it. And yet we hear from the government and we hear even from our mainstream media uh, uh, that you have to uh, admit that there is systemic racism or there's something wrong with you or that, in fact, you are racist if you, if you won't make that admission. I don't know if you said you heard you followed the Rex Murphy controversy or the issue with Brenda Lucky, the commissioner of the RCMP, where they basically were forced to sort of back down and 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 say yes, we are a systemically racist country when they didn't believe it, and and I don't believe it for one minute. But that is one of those issues where I don't think that there's any compromise possible because one side said yes, we are, and you have to accept this. And the other side said, no, uh, no, no, we're not, and we're not going to accept it. So that's another one of the issues that, that, that really divides us. All right, so let's play a game for a second here and take your thesis or your premise here and say, look, we're going to redraw the map, and we are. We're going to take the, the more liberal areas, the, the urban Toronto and Quebec and Vancouver and Montreal, and we're going to put them with the urban centers, the New York and the Chicago and the Chicago's and the Los Angeles and all the rest. And then we're going to take the Texas's and the Middle Americas and with Alberta and Saskatchewan and parts of Manitoba. And we're going to create these new left-wing, right-wing worlds. Could that, and again, understanding, I want people who are just tuning in now to not think that you and I have both completely lost our melons and really are planning a, a move like this, but... It's a it's an intellectual exercise. Could something like this ever work? Could well, the could the thought behind it? Could you work with people who are so much like you? Well, uh, um, let me give. A, I was trying to think of an example of a country that had actually done this in the in the not too distant uh, past, and and I, I came up with Czechoslovakia, uh, and and when the Soviet Union fell, uh, the Czechs. And the Slovaks found they just could not. Uh, they they thought differently. That 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 basically was it. The the, the Czechs had more of a European uh, view, and and the Slovaks had more of an Eastern or Russian view, and they they separated like a husband and wife separated. That's exactly what they did. They did it without bloodshed, and and it and it's worked. I mean, I'm sure that there was some bad feeling for a while, but it but it actually has worked. And so I don't think it's absolutely inconceivable. And when you think about it, there are actually huge strengths that uh, a redrawn North America would have. Canada has never been able to uh, properly develop or protect the North, for instance. And now we've got 
um, um, a warming north, there, uh, you know, we're you're talking about the difficulties associated with that, yes, but there's enormous possibilities with that as well. And at the present time, we've got Russia and even China um, uh, exploiting the north and virtually taking over the Arctic. Well, if we had a, 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 a coalitions of, of uh, uh, conservative um, uh, states and provinces, uh, and uh, conservative, uh, you know, coalitions of the progressive uh, states and provinces, the North could prob probably be um, um, uh, served much better, and the Arctic protected, etc. Et so, I mean, there are. That's just one example of 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 something that we cannot do. We are not doing now. That could possibly done uh, be done with with redrawn borders. Here's where I, I I wonder if the whole thing would fall apart, though, even if we play along with this game, that in, inevitably it seems that in time, because people are not stagnant creatures, in time, some in the red country, so the conservative areas, would start to lean left, and they would eventually, inevitably, be in conflict with their own people, because that's what happens, and vice versa. The people who are in the liberal areas would start to lean right, and we don't, it's not like, um, I don't think we, we sort of find one position in our life and stay that way forever. So what do you do when now you're in, you, you've divided and now you're not really part of your country again? Well, I, you know, and, and you're right. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I, I'm uh, glossing over all of the tremendous difficulties that, that, that would be involved in such a transition. But I do point out that what I'm talking about with conservatives seeking conservatives and, uh, and, and the reverse is already happening. For instance, if you do have, we've had millions of people moving, or there are, have been millions of people moving out of, out of California uh, to the, to the uh, so-called red states, and we do have um, uh, you know, quite a few people uh, from Canada, uh, and this is at an accelerated pace from the West now, uh, heading down uh, to the red states as well. So some of this is already happening where, where, uh, where people are sort of seeking like-minded uh, uh, people. And that may well accelerate. We don't know what's going to happen at, uh, after the next uh, uh, elections, but I'm just predicting <laughs> for what it's worth, not very much. But if Alberta and Saskatchewan um, um, do come to the conclusion that the uh, federal liberal, liberals are really intent on putting them out of business, and that's really what it looks like to me. Um, uh, I think that this, this trend is going to accelerate, and even if there's no re redrawing of borders, uh, I wrote an article called Montana North, for instance, where the uh, Alberta starts to look for partners uh, to the south uh, rather than to, uh, to the east and west. If the east is rejecting them, then it's not that uh, difficult to to conceive of um, uh, the prairie provinces, at least, of starting to look uh, southward. After all, that is the that is the actual natural flow of of traffic and transportation. It's north south, not east west. So uh, it, it it might happen informally, even if there's nothing as as, as grand as what I've talked about with an actual with a redrawing of borders. There might be say, just say, a possibility of maybe pipeline deals 
instead mm. of uh, going through Canada. Well, if you can't go through Canada, if, if Quebec won't let you through and that sort of thing, what about going through some of the American states? Would that be would that be a possibility? I don't know, but but uh, it, it's possible that this this trend might actually um, accelerate after the next two elections. Well, and I, I agree. I mean, I think that the idea, the big picture idea, is probably essentially a no-go, but the idea that people may seek out like-minded people because they've grown weary of butting heads with people where they live right now that don't share any of their views, uh, that that part, uh, absolutely. That, that I can absolutely see happening. Mm-hmm. And as you say, it's already happening. And I think, you know, if you're a conservative living in Portland right now, you may be saying, forget this, I'm out of here. And if you are a a liberal who's living in the heart of Texas, you may be saying, you know, no, I need some more people around me who, who share a little more in common with me. I, that absolutely. And, and for that reason, I would encourage people to go look this piece up. It's the C2C, like the letter C, number two, letter C, C2C journal. And you can find the piece there. It is an interesting intellectual exercise. Brian, I really appreciate you taking a few minutes today to talk about it. Thank you. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Thanks, Scott. Uh, Brian Giesbrecht, G-I-E-S-B-R-E-C-H-T, if you're looking him up. Brian Giesbrecht, you can find that online. Again, you don't have to agree with it. It's just a really interesting idea about the migration, not because we're looking for the, the West, not because we're looking for the New World, the idea of a migration because we're now looking for like-minded people because the others are all idiots. <laughs> we're tired of dealing with the people that disagree with us about everything. That part, I don't think that is all that far-fetched. The Scott Radley Show. Weekday evenings from 6 to 8 on 900 CHML.